successful so far of so course far, right super successful i don't know i don't know like in the whole grand scheme of things but they've they've done everything that they said they were gonna do and they've it seems like it's been pretty successful wild ace has planned in the championship this weekend go wild aces get kill the glacier boys gonna i don't even know how they made it to the championship game those guys suck but anyway like really I think that if fan-controlled football got like a little bit more pub, like I do think it would do really well because I think it improves on things that normal professional football or college football isn't great at. I think that it's like way faster paced. Uh-huh. And I think that it, when we normally have the downtime and the commercials and the announcers that just spew garbage out of their mouths, we have like, oh, we're choosing the plays. Oh, there's a really right. cool g- person talking with the commentators. So it's like an episode of Hot Ones combined with watching football, combined with playing Madden. And I think that's a lot of fun. And I don't think they should try and get better talent than they have. Like, I think they have the right amount of talent and mm-hmm. they can go and get those big names like Johnny Manziel and can, like, kind of feed off of that sort of thing where they're a big name but not that good. Yeah, I, I think they've hit the perfect level of talent where it's like they're good. Like, they're, without a doubt, there is talent on the field, mm-hmm. but it's not all star talent. Like, it's not, <laughs> right? It's not amazing. And it is- one, one of the things that I think is also great, like, you're talking about how it's like more interesting and more engaging. Like they have control of your phone. Like you can't go anywhere, at least while your team's mm-hmm. playing offense, if you want to be participating. Right. Yeah. And it's so simple, but like not having that to like check Twitter real quick or check mm-hmm. Instagram and you are focused on the game. Right. Well, and that is your second thing. Cause you know, yeah. like it, it feels like we always have to have two things going on. The calling the plays is your second thing. And so you can just like constantly interact. And then, like, if you're in a, like a group setting, like watching games in the future, you can like all go in on the same play together mm-hmm. and like talk about it. And so, yeah, I'm ex- I hope I hope that it continues. It seems like they it's going to because it's persisted for so long. This has been an idea for so long, and they're making it happen now. Yeah, but yeah, I think it's awesome. And so it made me think, like, fan controlled football improved on football. What are other sports that were like improved upon? And it made me think of Slam Ball. Do you remember Slam Ball? I don't remember Slam Ball. It was do you remember Slam Ball, Kirby? I, I have no clue what you're talking about. It's the it was it may have been on Cartoon Network or something, but it was uh the trampolines on the basketball court and the rim was like kind of padded, and so these guys would just like mug each other and jump on trampolines and dunk the basketball. I'm seeing images now. I kind of remember this. Why did this remind me of Destroy, Build, Destroy? Because it's the same kind of thing. It's the same. 
Is I think that the it was same a era bit, of Cartoon nah, Network. It, I think it was right before Destroy Build Destroy, but it's still the same vein. It's still the same. Let's take something mundane and make it extreme, pretty much for no reason. Mm. But I, I really see. think because I was also thinking like, oh, like I think basketball is pretty boring. Like, how mm. could basketball be more fun to watch? And they already did it. It's slam ball, and. I don't know. It kind of sent me down this whole wormhole of like weird sports mm-hmm. and like it, like battle bots. Mm-hmm. But my mm-hmm. question, my overarching question is, and this is a question that many high up people in this sport have been asking for a while: How do we make baseball more exciting? <laughs> See, um, it's already people the greatest sport this to ever for years. years. Okay, but. I understand but, that you love baseball, and I I get but, that. I agree with that. But the whole time you were speaking on uh, fan controlled football, all I could think about as if fan controlled baseball existed, it would just be all of like the Trevor Bauer stands and mm-hmm. their crazy selves, and just like I think it would be interesting as a guy who hates the steroid era. I think it would be interesting to have an entire separate league of just everybody can use steroids, but it has to be the people that formerly played in the steroid era. Because imagine Jose Canseco at <laughs> what 40-something years old. He is in his 50s. There's no way he's in his 40s. I think he's in his 40s, right? No, he's in his 50s probably, yeah. And like Mark McGuire, A-Rod... Just all of them, right? Yeah, that would be wild. Is that something? Yeah. That's something. We'll just like pump them through it full of steroids and just let that be the league or like. Like they still have their like 50 year old man back problems, but then they're getting loaded <laughs> up with steroids again. Well, what if we just took like, I mean, baseball has like 40 million different like B leagues, but what if we took one of the smaller B leagues? And then added in some all stars, and we had a handicap rule where if you're over forty, you can do steroids. So we'll just have a bunch <laughs> of these young bucks trying to prove themselves next to these old dogs that are just pumped up to the brim. Or that's like one team in each each single A league has a team of just old dudes pumping themselves for those yes. steroids. <laughs> but I don't. I feel like in Major League Baseball, though, like I don't. Because the what's the boring part? Like, what could be made more exciting? Everything but batting. So, like, I don't know. What if we made the the infield a lot smaller, and then or the okay? I yeah. What if, well, what if we bring the 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 fence in so there's more home runs, but we put more outfielders out there? Right. We somehow create a ball that is more that knuckles in the air. A little mm-hmm. bit easier, but a bigger bat so you can hit the ball ball easier. So there's more hits, and the ball goes out more often. I wanna, I wanna. What would make it so that there's more plays at the plate? Is are are you um, asking in terms of do you want a silly answer or do you actually want an actual practical answer that Both. you know? I, From you, I want the practical answer. Um, a lot of uh, writers in the MLB universe, like Ben Lindbergh at Effectively Wild, um, he suggests 
that we they move the pitcher's mound back because pitchers are getting so big these days. They're just really tall people that their strides towards home plate are kind of contributing to such high velocity nowadays, like Jacob deGrom touching mm-hmm. like 103 miles per hour or something like that. And so that's causing more strikeouts at the plate. So if you move the mound back, that gives the batter somewhat of a, an advantage. I think the juice, the whole juice ball 2019 scandal was MLB's sort of milk toast response to uh, more strikeouts at the plate, but then it just turned into the three true true outcomes of home run, strikeout, or a walk. Not so much actual like good solid baseball, mm-hmm. but moving the pitcher pitcher's mound back would actually put just the ball in play more. Not so much just three true outcomes. Yeah, I think practically that's probably the best answer. Okay, but what if we also <laughs> made the ball a piece of glass with some paint inside of it, and you had to collect the shards? <laughs> <laughs> and there's only one base, and the person runs back and forth as many times as they can while they collect the shards. Right, and it's single use, so it's not sustainable. Is this what rugby <laughs> is? <laughs> nobody's ever explained rugby to me and at this point i don't i don't know if i'm ever gonna figure it out rugby is like if you took football wait but then eliminated the plays what gave why did i say gave them swords were you thinking cricket i meant cricket why did i say rugby? so cricket's like baseball if you had baseball but then gave them swords i think that's what cricket is i i honestly think kind of cricket is sort of the answer to what would make baseball more exciting mm. I, oh the hands no gloves that's yeah. awesome i think no gloves. that's so cool and the, but, the pitcher is trying to hit the the i can't remember what the stick is called that's behind the batter the shuttlecock <laughs> no but yes <laughs> but hitting that thing behind it so they have something they're targeted at so it's not like did they hit it in that like what do you call it? The umpire square of like the strike, zone. Stri- the strike zone. Like it's not just an umpire calling that. It's like you actually hit the stick and knock it over. I think that's interesting. And then the ball, you can hit it past the pitcher or whatever the pitcher is called, or like off to the side and it can go behind you. Like it's a circular arena. So the ball can go anywhere. I think that's kind of exciting. I don't know why we don't watch cricket in America. I don't know why this stupid sport of baseball has infiltrated our what world. if we um what if the MLB recreated polo fields so that it's like in dead center it's like 600 feet. So if you hit it dead center, the center fielder really has to work for it and you could get a lot more little league home runs. What if, what if we made the baseball a dog toy and all the outfielders are corgis? <laughs> and we just watch little cutest sport, little corgi butts run and get the ball. And when you're running, your pants have to be around your ankles, so you have to kind of like do the little waddle. <laughs> I think that could be interesting. Yeah, call Cartoon Network. Let's make that a sport. 
<laughs> Mr. Cartoon Network, I have a killer idea. I have, I have, I have an idea. Please, Network is my father. <laughs> oh man! Speaking of TV shows and bad transitions, Fortnite's new season has started, and it had a killer. And I'm dead serious when I say this, like cinematic intro. There's like mm-hmm. a storyline in Fortnite and right. they tie in outside franchises into it. And this one had like uh, uh, Rid- uh, Ripley uh, from Alien and mm-hmm. the Xenomorph and Terminator uh, <laughs> and Sarah Connor and Master Chief from Halo <laughs> and Kratos from God of War and Predator from Predator and Peely, who's a Fortnite character that's a banana that gets killed by Ryu from Street Fighter, who also Master Chief teams up with Fish Sticks, who's a fish who has become sentient and now likes mm. guns. And it was directed like I was like that was a great cinematic, like that was really fun and like interesting and coolly weaved together. And it was directed by the Russo brothers. <laughs> like I'm dead serious. Like that, I was like I'm just like a nerd and like this is like interesting to me. But like it was actually Russo brothers directed that whole thing, <laughs> and it was incredible. Um, so yeah, I just I. How, how do they get the rights to all of those things? I I don't know. Because, like, right now, yeah, there, there's just a ton of crossover stuff. Um, I don't know. I really don't. I'm, the only thing I can think of is they are such a big game now, and they rake in so much money that they can literally go to anyone and say, like, here's $15 million. Can we use your character in the game? Like or people are coming to them and saying, "Here's fifteen million dollars per right. character in the game Put to make them so relevant." Like, so seven year olds know who right. this is. Like, I for people in gaming for Master Chief from Halo, who's like the the pillar of what Xbox is to appear in a different game is insane. And the same thing kind of goes for Kratos from God of War, which is like Sony's like biggest mascot you may argue Mm -hmm. like to see them both in the same game and you can shoot each other and like like there's also dances in Fortnite, and you can make any character do it so having like uh like master chief dance to like dua lipa or like (laughs) da baby is hilarious and you can do it with anyone like i had the predator like going to like uh what's the baby's biggest song um it's like brand new lamborghini not a cop sure. car. Yeah. Yeah, Rockstar? Yeah, yeah. Rockstar. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. can have them dance to like different parts of Rockstar. And it's like the Predator. And it just doesn't. And it's alongside like this character named Peely, who's a banana that's slightly peeled open as a person. Like it just, it's just an insane like playground of all these different. Like I, there's a xenomorph. A xenomorph can be dancing to the baby. Like that, that blows my mind. <laughs> That they are able to do this and that they are doing it, I don't know. It, it's awesome. I, I was really happy when I saw it. That's cool. That's really cool. I might have to to uh, be a, a Fortnite PC Nerd. gamer guy. Yeah, yeah. Join join the team. <laughs> join the team. I was a little disappointed though. Like every season 
has like a theme and this the new theme is primal so it's like kind of dinosaur themed and it's not kind of my favorite um but we'll see supposedly we're getting some dc characters because we got a lot of marvel characters last season so like batman's gonna show up i'd Mm -hmm. love to have batman that'd be really cool um but yeah right on Big, big fan of the russo brothers cinematic yeah that's pretty sweet but uh, you got a little Mad Lib for us to do? Yeah, I got a Mad Lib for us. You know, just uh, I love Mad Libs going do back we, to the day. Do we need to know anything before we start this Mad Lib? So go, um, I'll tell you that it's timely. And I'll give you the title. Mm-hmm. The title is The Big Day. Okay. Like, uh, like, Chance Chances, like Chance the Rapper's, uh, yeah, his album. A couple years ago. So uh, is this a Mad Lib that you took from a Mad Lib incorporated book, or is this a so self-created? I'm going to be honest and vulnerable with you guys. This is a self-created Mad Lib, so I really tried my best. Oh, my goodness. And, uh, yeah, just... So can I ask you for your, your process for this? Did you write something out and then take out nouns and adjectives and stuff like that, or did yeah, you write so, something and leave blanks? So I read a few Mad Libs. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, I kind of get what Mad Lib is going for with these things. And then I wrote, and then I was like, add an adjective here. Add that verb. Take that verb out. Make it a an option one. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I've tested it out once, and it went it went pretty all right. So uh, let's get to it. Uh, can you guys give me a number? Uh, 42. Does that sound good to you, Kirby? Um, can we make it 44? Well, I have another number if you want to, Kirby, what number do you want? Well, 44 is so close to 42. I don't know if. I, I, let's go for 44 for the first one. Kirby, you lead off the second one. Oh, oh well, 62. 62. Adjective. Uh, burly. Adjective. Slippery. I like this. I like this going back and forth. I, I I think this will really work out. Let's get a color. Maroon. Oh, can we get another number? Can we get I want a piece that of number clothing? to be five? <laughs> can we get a piece of clothing? Coveralls. Let's get a verb. Pumping. <laughs> Yeah. Like gas, you know? Ah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's get an event. Oh, goodness gracious. Oh. Um, Toyota-thon. <laughs> <laughs> Greatest savings of the year. <laughs> that's <laughs> That's like a... I spelt it wrong and Google corrected it to Toyota. <laughs> Thank you, corporate. Plural noun. World. Ooh. Um, plural noun. Diseases. Oh my goodness. The same event as before is Toyota Thon. 
The prices a, have never been lower. A verb, Kirby. A verb. Um. Um. Like an wait. That's an action word. Not 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 adverb. Just verb. Just no verb. verb. No yeah. ing. No um, ing. Just a verb. Spill. A noun. Um, let's see. A noun. Watermelon. Ew. Another watermelon noun. Sugar. Ah, what? Watermelon sugar. Another ah. noun, Kirby. Um. Sugar. Hey, little mama, let me whisper in your ear. Didn't Watermelon Sugar get best, like, pop song of the year? Yeah, I think so. At the Grammys? Adjective? Uh, Corporate. Mm. Yeah, the man. Verb ending in I-N-G? Grilling. Sorry, that's with an I and apostrophe. Excuse me. It's adjective. It's, ooh, adjective. Um, oh man, I was gonna say understated, but I don't think that's. Let's go with uh. Just go with white. Mm. Oh, good. Very descriptive, you know. Adverb, Kirby. Another adverb? So an adverb ends in L-Y. It describes an action. Mm-hmm. What? It's a Wait word a second. In... We it's gotta like have a... Running. Slowly running. Slowly would be the adverb. Get out of town. No. Sadly, I can't. Not in this economy. Um, is bodily... An adverb? No. Oh, son of a gun. biscuit. Oh. Can I pass. Uh, okay. okay, Josh, an adverb. <laughs> um, tiredly? Ex- exhaustively? Curiously. Just curiously? Uh, I like curiously I like works. I looked at an Altoids can. Thank you, <laughs> Altoids. Verb. Well, let's take a moment with our sponsor, Altoids. Surprisingly fresh. Curiously <laughs> strong mints. Is Never curious. buy them, but somehow everyone else gives you some Altoids. <laughs> what, what was my word? Sorry. I, I, Verb. Stupid bit. Um, that was a good <laughs> bit. Um, verb. We'll just go with squashing. Mm. Another verb. Uh, aid. 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 You know where I got that yeah. from, Watkins? Altoids. Uh, Altoids the, can. No, the poster you gave me. I'm looking at it. Mm. Plural noun. Ooh, um, I was in my head. I was storing 
uh, Rondo, but that would not be, it would be Rondos, which wouldn't make mm-hmm. sense. I guess it could be their family, but let's go with something else. Let's go with uh, beers, as in multiple of the beverage beer. Beers? Beer can- beer cans? Mm. Beers is beer. good. Beers, okay. Emotion. Um, flabbergasted. That was a good one. Well done. Thank All you. right. Member of the Big Kids podcast that is getting married. Um. Oh, Jordan. Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, All right. You gosh. guys ready for it? You guys ready for me to read it? Let's see it. Let's see it. Here. All right. The big day. I cannot wait to go to my friend's wedding in just 44 days. You don't know what a wedding is? It's when 62 people publicly proclaim their unity in marriage. Weddings often vary by culture. Some weddings are burly and some are slippery. In America, (laughs) traditional weddings include the bride wearing a maroon coveralls and the groom not pumping the bride on the day of the wedding before the Toyota-thon. The bride and groom invite their diseases to the Toyota-thon. And afterwards, they spill a party. At the party, I don't like they serve this. watermelon and sugar to reward the guests for attending the corporate ceremony and thank them for grilling them in their lives. At the party, the white guests get curiously <laughs> drunk. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> and squashing until the newlyweds aid them out of there. The best part of the wedding for the bride and groom is all the beers they get to help them start their lives together. So that's all you need to know about weddings. The Big Kids Podcast wishes much flabbergast to the soon-to-be-married Jordan. Nice. That was really... That sounded like an official Mad Lib. That's what I was thinking, that I really... I nailed the tone of a Mad Lib, because it sounds stupid. Was that a pro-polygamy Mad Lib? I hey, you guys made it. I just yeah. hey, I I wrote it and I left the, blanks, and you guys. The real question anything? is: Are we pro polygamists, Kirby? Right. We made that. See, I oh think, my goodness, we just lost you. all of our listeners, <laughs> or we just gained a few more. <laughs> yeah. Be sure to uh, hit up Utah. We'll at Utah. Yeah, uh, when we, I'll target the Google ads for there. Mm. Smart for all smart. of our spending. What's on what's ads. Utah's biggest uh, export? We got to get them as uh, ads. Uh, let me. Uh, one, of my, w- one of my one of my polygamous coworkers accidentally showed a picture of a dick to my boss. Oh, so <laughs> <laughs> whose dick was it? Her. I, uh, what do you call? I don't care. Oh, it's okay. okay. <laughs> we don't name name drop on this. Yeah, no drink, no name drops on the podcast. Well, their eighth most export is essential oils. So, mm. gold is their top one. It appears. Food prep. Oh, or freshly. Needles. 
electronic circuits, civilian aircraft engine parts, airbags, and essential oils. So buy Freshly. Uh, Freshly, if you're listening to this, we'd love to uh, to support you. Uh, if you support us, uh, I, w- I would love to get whatever it is you sell. What's the... Uh... There's an essential oil uh, MLM that we could get. I'm pretty sure we could get our teeth into. Yeah. Um, All right. Yeah. If I like recruit five people and they give me $5, I'm pretty sure we can get something going. All right. CBD MD. Yeah. <laughs> there we, there go. we go. Speaking of CBD, great St. Patrick's Day. And and we all know that St. Patrick's Day is all about green, and that's mm-hmm. pretty much it. Green and getting drunk. So uh So you got something green related for us, Josh? <laughs> <laughs> uh what are our three favorite green things? Now let this be known that I had no idea what we were gonna talk about the podcast tonight. And I thought, it's St. Patrick's Day. And then I realized that I typically post these about a week after we record them. So it will no longer be relevant whatsoever. Yeah, but, you know, it's... Additionally, it's cool. I forgot to think of what my favorite three things were. And mm. I only have... I have my three written down. I'm fully prepared for this. Okay. Do you, how about you lead us off? Because I'm pretty sure I'll remember what all three of them are as I come up with them. Do I throw out all three at once? I'll get one at a time. Okay. My my number three pick for... It's not a thing. It's not an object. It's a living thing. And it is Dr. Bunsen Honeydew from the Muppets. Uh, oh. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not really, but I'm looking it up. He's he's Beaker's daddy or something. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I thought he was yellow. No, yeah, I thought he was green. yellow, too. No, he is green, correct. You, oh, wow. you are right. I know my stuff. Huh. Well, in The Muppet Babies, he was played by Howie Mandel. What? That's why Howie Mandel is famous. That's I always thought only... Howie Mandel was just a Muppet baby on his own. <laughs> Interesting. All right, Watkins, what's your uh, what's uh, one of your favorite green things? So uh, I would say, see, I, I've got my top three, but I don't think I can rank them. But uh, yeah, just throw one out. Yeah, it's yeah. Not a ranking. member of my yeah. top three. So I gotta say, uh, Marvin the Martian. Oh, mm. okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A classic Looney Tunes character, as we're all aware on this podcast. So, I love the Looney Tunes. I I know exactly who you're talking about. I've seen mm-hmm. him multiple times. He never had his own show, it correct or? Well, so he it wasn't his own show, but he was the main antagonist in Duck Dodgers. If you're familiar. oh yes, there we go. Mm-hmm. I was trying to remember where he pops up. Gotcha. Yeah, so he yeah, because there's Duck Dodgers, and then there's like that smoking lady in uh, Duck Dodgers, and then there's also Marvin the Martian. Yeah, so I mainly remember the smoking lady, but thank yeah. you for uh, yeah, 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 cool, cool. Uh, my 
one of mine is uh, not stolen at all, but Beaker's jacket from the Muppets. That's also mm. green. And wow, it's dapper. When did you come up with? When did you come up with that one? Um. Well, he's just the shy, long-suffering assistant of Doctor Bunsen Honeydew, um, oh. which is funny. You you brought him up. Um, That's crazy. But he's just uh, he's kind of an icon and a hero in my life because mm. he taught me to try. <laughs> and you two look similar, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for a long time, you could only say one thing. Mama. You could- <laughs> <laughs> that's that's all you could say. And yeah. so it only makes sense that that Peter's an inspiration to you. Yeah, thank you. I forgot that was one of his things. This <laughs> has been so long, you know. Uh, good times, good times. All right, Kirby, back to you for your next favorite green thing. Back to me. Uh, coming in at number two, we got Oscar the Grouch. Hmm. Uh oh. I think I'm seeing a trend here. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> Only Muppets. Shh. <laughs> Why Oscar the Grouch? The, you, how would I come up with a third Muppet that's green? A, a third green Muppet? <laughs> what could. Really? Uh, what? Fozzie? We. <laughs> Waka waka. <laughs> He's not green. Sam the Eagle's blue. That's all the Muppets I just covered right there. That's, so, yeah. well, I'm gonna skip Watkins and go to my number two then, because my number two is also from the Muppets. It's the green jacket on Scooter, uh, <laughs> the famous backstage Muppet. I just think he looks fly, and I'm proud of his choices. <laughs> What's the name of the antagonist in Happy Gilmore? Shooter McGavin. Doctor Teeth from the Muppets. He's got a. He's he, also green. He's got a green jacket too, Scooter. Sco- but Shooter. but do you know what color jacket Shooter McGavin doesn't have? A green. He doesn't have the green. He doesn't jacket. have a gold jacket. Oh Good. man. Mm. Tie-in with uh, rival podcast, <laughs> Sandman Chronicles. <laughs> yeah, they're really shaking in their boots right now. Absolutely flourishing podcast. <laughs> so, my uh, my number two is Plankton from uh, from SpongeBob. Mm. I think uh, while I was making my list, I felt especially drawn to the antagonists uh, that are green. And so, uh, yeah, Plankton's awesome, entertaining, hilarious, um, made his own wife. I aspire to be everything that Plankton is. Yeah, real icon, you know, for the ages. And uh, Kirby, we're uh, back to you for your final thing you're thankful for. You can't oh be gosh. thankful for anything else that's green. So my number one, it's actually that green ketchup they use to promo the Shrek movie. Psych! It's Kermit the Frog! <laughs> and now that I've listed three green Muppets, I'm going to hijack this podcast into um, ranking all Muppets movies, if we could. Thank you. 
I thought there was only one, the 2011 Muppets movie. That one's um, really good. That's like um, number four for me, I would say, maybe. Oh, I forgot about Muppets Most Wanted. You're right. That's number Muppets one. Muppets Most Wanted is probably one of the best sequels to ever exist in cinematic history. Is Muppets Most Wanted good? Oh, it's so good. It's, it's like I don't think I've seen it. It's like SpongeBob SquarePants movie level. Like uh, it's it's a kids movie that is actually funny. You know, that's awesome. Yeah, it's I mean, no, I would think it's I, no I think Scoob. my number one Muppets movie is probably that SNL skit where they're the Muppets and they're singing the Muppet songs, and then they like they run over someone. And then Seth Rogen's like, you guys didn't see that. And, uh, yeah. Did you write this sketch? <laughs> I it did, sounds actually. like it's being formulated right now. <laughs> I, uh, I wrote it. Uh, did I write it just now? No, it's a real sketch. I'll believe it when I see it. All right. I'll... <laughs> the link in the show notes. <laughs> For the, uh. The SNL Muppet sketch, but uh, no. also the correct answer for best Muppet movie is Treasure Island. So, just informing our audience. All right, I think the original Muppets movie is my favorite, but the original is great too. But anyway, my number one green thing is going with the theme of characters because. Why would I put collard greens as my favorite green thing? My to Sandy. Fa- to what? Sandy. To Sandy? Yeah. Sometimes collard greens are gritty and it ruins it. I don't think you're eating the right. Uh, yeah, col- I don't think you're. Who's right made your collard greens? People. Yeah, well, the wrong ones. That's, that's well, it's just. Dirt. It's sometimes they're gritty. Not it's because it's because they eat dirt in Georgia. <laughs> anyway, they don't know no better. <laughs> they don't like just doing what their pappy told them to do. <laughs> anyway, the Grinch. If the Grinch is my favorite green thing, uh, specifically Jim Carrey's portrayal pre or, of the or, Grinch, pre or post heart. Uh, both enlargement okay. specifically when it goes stinky greasy <laughs> that that grinch the stinky and greasy grinch is my favorite grinch i think i'm more of a fan of uh the baby grinch in the live action movie mm. when he goes Santa, bye bye <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean i know what you mean yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um my favorite thing is uh, the Mupper Walters shirt has Kermit the Frog, who's green on it. My goodness. And I'm just kidding. I, I didn't I know that many. One. Um, it actually is a serious one. Green screens. Big fan of this. Wow. Um, and I watched an interesting video today about how the Mandalorian didn't use green screens as much. And they used these like... Think of like a car showroom that you see in like a commercial where the car is in the center and it's like a, a circle around it. Mm-hmm. It's a circle of screens around it and they projected what it would actually be 
on that so that like the actors knew what they were doing and the lighting was more accurate. They weren't having to do so much in post. So like normally like you shoot it, you edit it and then you do the special effects and they were basically doing like the special effects, then shooting it and then editing it. It's a really interesting video of how they like had to get things right while they were shooting it more or less. Cause that's when all of it was done. But all that to say green screens, are probably going away slowly, but I want to thank them for their service. Is it um, hack to talk about other podcasts on your podcast? Um, as long as you bash them, so you start some beef, so you get some attention. On um, the podcast, literally hosted by Rob Lowe, he had the guest Bill Burr, and I listened to it today, and Apparently and it Bill stunk. And yeah, Bill Burr yeah. sucks. Bill Burr apparently... Yeah, mad like, as Bill Burr. Even though he was on The Mandalorian, like, doesn't give a shit about Star Wars. What's up with that, you know? It's kind of like Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford doesn't <laughs> give a shit about Star Wars? He just Wars? doesn't oh, give a shit. He does not care. He hates that he played Harrison Ford sometimes, besides the money. He just hates all the questions he gets about it and stuff like that. Does not I mean, care. One Harrison time. Ford just wants to get stoned his fly and fly his plane around. Yeah, that's and that sounds like the life. And, well, he did love Indiana Jones. I think I'm pretty sure he okay. loved that. But yeah, his his Star Wars movies just not a fan. I think it was partly the fan base and him just not understanding the script. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Cool. Didn't know that about Bill Burr. Didn't watch Mandalorian yeah. though, so I I've only seen a screen cap of him in Mando. But mm-hmm. but is, does he play a pretty big role? Does I he think play, so. Does his role become bigger in season two? Yeah, he's I got. Ne- I never co- watched season two. There's a couple episodes in season two where he's like a pretty big role. Oh, okay. I I I liked season two a lot more than I liked season one. I really got bored with season one. And then I watched season two in one day because I put it off for a while and I was like, everyone keeps talking about it. And by everyone, I mean David. And Mm. so I was like, I should probably just watch it. And so right, knocked it out. I think it was one of those days I had off of work. Oh, yeah. It was I had off of work for snow on a Friday. And so I watched it Friday morning and Saturday morning. Nice. Knocked it out. Yeah. Well, I think that will uh, wrap up the podcast. Just a reminder to everyone listening that if you're listening to this right now, it means the Snyder Cut is out in the wild and you can spend four hours to watch it if you want to. Wait, it's out today? It comes out tonight at midnight. Holy cannoli. So So, who's staying up and watching it tonight? I haven't. I can't. Cleared. I'm gonna wake up early this morning, early tomorrow morning. Hopefully, watch like an hour and a half, maybe, and then watch the rest of it afterward. Maybe I'll do that. I don't think I've had four free hours in a long time. How am I gonna fit this into my schedule? Son I don't know, man. It. I don't know. It's gonna be amazing, though. I, in preparation, I went back and listened to some reviews of Batman vs Superman and also Justice League. And then I saw a few people tweet out their opinions. I got to see the movie early and um, it's not going to be great. 
but I'm excited for it. <laughs> I'm really liked, excited for it. I liked your uh, your text of that review that was like, the best DC movie we've seen yet, 6 out of 10. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's kind of what I'm seeing. Like, I, Wait. Does the Dark Knight trilogy not count as a DC movie? No, it doesn't. It's not in the universe. It, yeah, it's oh, a DC okay. movie, but not in the DC EU. Their cinematic universe they are attempting to build. So you take that out, and the DC universe is just a bunch of bullshit, really. Yeah, it's Ben Affleck's Batman, Henry Cavill's Superman, Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman, Ezra Miller's Flash that we've only seen in this movie, and... I can't remember the guy uh, that plays Cyborg. He is battling with Warner Bros. right now because Josh Whedon treated him horribly. The name is escaping me. Josh Whedon's a racist. Fisher. Something Fisher. That's the title of the episode. Josh Whedon is a racist. Exposed. (laughs) Proof. (laughs) Receipts and all. (laughs) Josh Whedon exposed himself. Uh, yeah, yeah. I thought you actually had a scoop here.